0: Ladies and gents, welcome to Next Level Radio. I am your host, Colby Wartman, and our mission is to tackle the biggest questions in strength and conditioning, business, investing, and everything in between. We bring to you the best people in every sector so that you, the listener, can benefit and learn from the best in the biz. Whether that is S&C or business, you can rest assured you're getting the best knowledge available. Next Level Radio continues to grow because of our listeners and our sponsors. Today we present you, Fat Fish Brewing, the official beer of Next Level Radio. Whether you're looking for a night out with family or smashing the best craft beers in the area, you will find it all at Fat Fish Brewing. Check out Fat Fish on the large street in Dickinson or check them out on their website at Fat fishbrewing.com. Life has an amazing way of coming full circle and bringing to you the people that you need in your life at that time. As a young whippersnapper, four monsters deep, just excited to tackle the day, I'm headed to my first strength and conditioning conference and I hear about a company called Team Builder. Multiple coaches with experience with Team Builder and other platforms said the exact same thing. They said that you can get very similar products across different platforms. However, the thing that truly sets aside Team Builder and puts their product above anybody else's is their true and genuine customer service. As a customer for many years, both at the university setting and the private facility, I can tell you Team Builder's customer service is absolutely second to none. Late night emails, programming issues, emergencies on my end, are all resolved very, very quickly. So join the thousands of universities and private facilities that use Team Builder to elevate their businesses by going to teambuilder.com, click start my free trial, and use code NLT at checkout. Our next sponsor, Nutridyne, a medical supplement company aimed at enhancing performance and addressing the underlying issues of disease. You will be hard-pressed to find the quality that you'll find at Nutridyne. Listeners of this podcast get 20% off all supplements. Just go to at coach underscore wortman and click the Nutridyne link in our bio. Keep up with us on Instagram at coach underscore wortman on our website, nl-training.com or keep up with us on the next episode of Next Level Radio. Now sit back, relax, and take in the mind-melting knowledge of this episode. Welcome, everybody. You have made the best decision of your day, and that is to tune in to Next Level Radio, episode number 92, where we give you all the abstract knowledge that's within this head and whoever is sitting across the table from me. And it is the best part of my day, and I hope that you guys enjoy it too. As you guys know, Fat Fish Brewing is the official beer of Next Level Radio, and one of my favorites because I'm an IPA addict is the Attitude Alignment, okay? Flagship IPA. They've done this since day one. It's been a great IPA, and um, so we're going to crack a cold one. Ooh. <sighs> Always good always refreshing. Fatfish Brewing, downtown Dickinson. Get your way down there, get some pizza, get some beer, get the boys, and start throwing some axes. But outside of that, right, um, the reason why we're here today uh, would be to talk about the podcast that I've prepared for you, and uh, I feel like it's kind, of a, it's, it's kind of a dynamic one because it just happened, Right, um, and I know you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, so I might as well fill you in um, today we're going to talk about how how did I just possibly walk into blindly an airbnb deal um and I'm gonna preface the entire podcast with this. One, this is a learning journey for me. I don't own any airbnbs right now. two, I do own a, a short a long term rental um however. I am addicted. I am absolutely absolutely consumed by what Airbnb can do, the things behind it, analyzing deals, getting into the network, doing all these things. But I am a beginner. I am giving zero advice. I am, all I am doing is telling you the experience that I had so that possibly you can learn from it and take out the learning curve that I had because <laughs> the learning curve was long and I hope that you guys can learn from that. Um, this is zero advice. This is impromptu story time, sitting by the campfire, um, just giving you guys what happened, okay? And so, um, again, I am a beginner, and I am just, just getting into this world. I'm a part of a community that has pushed me and made me very uncomfortable in my own, in my own skin um, because there's so many freaking successful people that make me look like a pile of shit. And that's really what it comes down to. And that is a good motivator. I don't care what um, the woke mentality says or whatever, like, oh, you need to feel good about yourself. No, no, I need to keep pushing. And that's just the person I am. And it's also, there's a negative aspect to that, right? Where I'm never satisfied. I'm always doing something. I'm always trying to push. I'm doing these things, but I have an end goal in mind and not to say that when I get there, I'm going to just going to stop. Right. I, I want to achieve what I want to achieve, even if that means total failure on my part. And most people can say that, but they don't really mean it. Um, I don't even need to tell you that that's my, uh, that's my intention. I'm going to do it. And if I do it and I fail, awesome. If I don't awesome. But i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna burn myself down anybody that knows me I'm gonna burn myself to the ground um, in a good way so how did I walk into an Airbnb deal possibly and uh honestly it all happened very organically um, and it came from just my research and me finding something new and becoming addicted to it and really just diving in head first. And I know that I am on the spectrum of some sorts because when I get my brain wrapped around something, it consumes me from head to toe, inside out, all day, 24-7. It absolutely consumes me. And it's a good and a bad thing, but I can use it to my advantage, Right. So um, my wife and I um, last year I was supposed to be or two years ago I was supposed to be on a podcast in Vegas um, and uh, an unfortunate situation happened. I uh, was supposed to fly out to Vegas for a very very prestigious podcast. Um, I'm not gonna uh, name the name of that right now but um, in the meantime we had to cancel the cancel the trip right well not soon late not soon after um, the host of that podcast unexpectedly passed away. He had a heart condition, um, was one of my cousin's best friends. And it was a very tragic, tragic thing. Um, but this all came down from that point. Right. And, um, God, whoever you believe in has a weird way of like bringing things full circle, but providing you the things that you need in your life. And you're going to find at the middle of this story that God is slapping you in the face 24 seven. And we just don't listen to it we ask for these things. We ask for clarity. We ask for faith. We ask for love. We ask for all these things to provide for us and our family. And they're right in front of us and we just don't know it. And, uh, so I was supposed to fly out to this podcast and, uh, we had to cancel. So I had flight vouchers. And so, um, I surprised my wife and I said, Hey, let's go to Florida. And so we paid for the very little that we had to pay for with the flights. And we ended up going to Cocoa Beach, Florida, um, specifically Rockledge staying in Rockledge, Florida. And it was one of the best times I've ever had with my wife. We haven't taken a actual vacation since our honeymoon. Um, and I mean, besides just going back to Wyoming and all that, but we we went all over Europe for our honeymoon and we went we flew into Munich um stayed a bunch of bunch of days there. We went down through Switzerland and then we went all the way through Italy and it was a beautiful, amazing, clarifying, joyous time. And so we wanted to take a um a trip just Kelby and I before uh this little one, this little terrace that we're gonna have um upends our life in a very positive way, right? And so I, uh, we go down there we have uh, a few intentions. Like I'm, I just want to relax, go to the beach, hit some gyms, um, film some content for, uh, for my business and just, just get to relax. Right. And, um, I had a, a I did also want to go possibly look at some properties and I had never really gave myself the clarity that I wanted to get into short-term rentals and um at that point i was just dabbling right i was analyzing properties i was looking at the cash on cash return that i can get to what is it going to cash flow is it not going to what's the insurance rates um what's property management look like down here and so i was just like really dabbling right and um so we ended up looking at uh quite a few properties when we were down there and uh it's 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 really cool to see different cultures different different states and how they how things run and how buildings are built and all these different things. And, uh, the, the way this whole story got started, um, we're about two or three days into our trip and, uh, we're going to our favorite coffee shop. Um, and this coffee shop was amazing in, uh, in Cocoa beach or excuse me in Cocoa, Cocoa, um, coffee shops. It was something river, something river, Um, right here it was called river coffee shop co co florida red river or river road coffee and popsicles and this is where everything started (laughs) um awesome place. They have homemade popsicles. They, they do really cool different types of coffee. And, um, it was, it was just really cool. And we talk about either God placing these things into our life and bringing these different people around you in these conversations. And he's doing this at all times of your life at all times, the things you're praying for, he's providing the things you're not praying for, he's providing. And, um, the things that I had been talking about in my head, he's providing and I think something that is a positive aspect of mine, um, also it can be overbearing at times, and I get that i 'm a type A person, but is just having an idea and going for it, or wanting to talk to somebody and not not putting it to the back burner, just reaching out like, "Hey, this is an a lister i 'm going to try to have Connor McGregor on my podcast i 'm going to send him a DM." Conor McGregor's never going to get back to me. He's never going to see my message, but I reached out. Right. And so all this stuff happens and, uh, we're sitting having coffee and I'm on the phone with a plumber trying to convert my property into a duplex right now. And I'm on the phone with a plumber and I get it all scheduled and we're, 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 we're doing good getting a, a quote. And I hear a young gal, um, who now we know is Peyton, this young gal talking to her friends over coffee. And they're talking about different property listings. And she starts talking about different properties that she's showing and um, how much she loves being a real estate agent and all this different stuff. And you could tell she was um, fairly new in the game, but she, I mean, she's, she's been around the block a little bit. She's sold some houses. She's done this, she's done that. And uh, so as she's leaving, I just tell Kelby, I'm like, I need to say something to her. I need to talk to her because Kelby always knows that I'm always scheming. Like I'm always, I'm always aware of my surroundings. Who's at the door. I'm facing the door. I'm making sure we have the exits. I'm seeing and looking at these people as they come in. So I had already watched her. Yeah, it's weird, but I had already watched her and what she's doing. And I was listening to their conversations while I'm on the phone with a plumber because I'm a psychopath, right? And, um, as she's leaving, she's hitting the door to go out. I said, Hey ma'am. And she, I don't know, she, she didn't hear me right off the bat. I said, ma'am. And so her friend was like, hey, hey. And caught her back, brought her back in. So she sat down with us and I said, hey, are you a realtor in town? By golly, I am. So we started talking and I said, hey, um, there's a possibility that we would like to invest down here, um, whether that be long-term or Airbnb. And so she gave us our car, her card and did all these things and we started keeping in touch. A day goes by and we start, we get a private MLS portal listing. And so we start looking at all these properties, right? Like this is just one little thing. If I wouldn't have said anything to her, I wouldn't be having this podcast. I wouldn't have put an offer on this house. I wouldn't have done all these things. Right. And so it's really cool that one little, just one thing reaching out can possibly do that for you. And so we're just enjoying our, enjoying our thing. And Hanging out with each other, going to the beach, and all this stuff. And I'm reading my long-term real estate investing by David, my man Green, um, at Bigger Pockets, and we're just we're just enjoying our time. And we see this property on there in Cocoa. So if you if you aren't familiar, um, I could probably put up a picture here. Um, but if you're not familiar with Cocoa, Merritt, and Cocoa Beach area, um, your 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 main inland island on the on, in Florida is Coco. So there's Coco and then there's Coco beach. Um, so there's Coco and then you drive across one bridge and you're in Merritt Island and you drive across the next and you're on Coco beach. That's the world renowned Coco beach. Um, Ron John surf shop, fourth street grill, all these really cool places. And, um, So there's these three options, right? You got Cocoa, Rockledge, you got Merritt Island, you got Cocoa Beach, and it just progressively starts getting more expensive as you're getting closer to the ocean, obviously. And we find this property in Cocoa and it's uh, owned by an older couple and it's a two bed, one bath. And uh, we ended up going and looking at this property and I'm going to wrap this whole, this whole story, wrap it back to this point, but, um, it all comes down to your research. Right. And, um, well, I'm very glad that I, I mean, in the end, this could have been a big failure or a big success, but I learned so much from this process that you can't learn this stuff unless you just do it. It's like renovating your house. I don't know how to change a light bulb. I don't know how to change an outlet. I don't know how to put flooring in. I don't know how to put baseboards on, all this different stuff. But you start learning it as you go. YouTube's a hell of a thing. And you start learning this stuff as you go. And so um, we ended up viewing this property and we absolutely love it. We fall in love with it. And then we're just going through all the positives, all the negatives. We're talking to people. And a lot of this conversation comes down to people. And I don't know how many times I've said this on this podcast, it comes down to people and the relationships you can have with them and the knowledge that they have and the things that they can do for you and the things you can do for them. And it comes down to this network of people. And so our Airbnb hosts are an amazing, amazing family that we're staying with and are, it's, it's kind of like an ADU, additional dwelling unit on their property. It's a separate little house. little guest house, if you want to call it. And so he's been in Airbnb. He's doing this stuff. He pretty much is the, is the brawn behind the work, doing everything, getting it set up, doing the construction. And his wife is on the back end doing all the, the scheduling, the cleaning, the property management for their Airbnb. And so we start asking them questions and all these different things. Right. And, um, it's really cool because they just, they just poured their heart out to us and gave us everything that they could ever learn and accelerated our learning curve much quicker. And uh, so long story short, we, uh, we, 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 we love this property. We're going through with it. We're having conversations with our realtor. And we've decided that we're going to put an offer on this son of a bitch. We're going to do it. And uh, it sounds crazy like, Colby, well, here's all these questions. How are you going to manage it? How are you going to get stuff in there? How are you going to renovate it? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And there's always a way. There's always a way. I don't care how, what, or who it is. There's always a way. And, um, maybe that's my blind arrogance, but it's, there's always a way people have done it. Why can't I? And, um, so we, uh, we ended up going through the trip and we're like, Hey, we, we like this. We're going to get our pre-approval letter. Um, and we would like to put an offer possibly on this house and where this, this, this comes full circle. And then I'm going to talk about the stuff that I learned through this process. But on our last day, um, we're in the process of getting that pre-approval letter on our last day. We have to leave Coco or Rockledge, which is pretty much just butts up against Cocoa. We had to re- leave Rockledge at like three in the morning to get back to Orlando, which is about an hour and have at least two and a half hours before our flight. Cause Orlando is well known for missing flights. They're well known for having massive, massive lines. And so, um, we leave very, very early in the morning. Right. And everywhere I go, especially Florida, cause it's best, one of the best States in the union. It's a, it's a concealed carry, um, state. And so I pay always everywhere, always pay the extra money. Unless I go to the hellhole California or New York, I pay the extra. I check my pistol. So I always have, um, a concealed carry on me. Um, SIG P three, six, five X, by the way, one of the best, I would say the best concealed carry gun out there right now. Um, so I always have my concealed carry with me, if we're at the be wherever we're at, right? And um, so we have to leave so early at three in the morning that when you fly with your concealed carry, I don't know if you know the process, but you have to have it in a lockbox. box. You're the only person that has the key. The ammunition has to be in its factory box. The magazines have to be empty. The gun has to be empty, and you have to exhibit that for the person that is checking you in. And so leaving at three in the morning, um, I didn't want to be late, so I wasn't going to carry my concealed with me get in the parking lot of the uh, car return rental or rental car return and then put the gun in there and do all that. So I just packed it up the night before, put it in my hard lock case and put it in my bag. So I didn't have it on me. Right. Um, So we're driving through Coco and we start approaching this red light. And this is where God or whoever you believe in always, always comes full circle always comes full circle and gives you what you need and the things that you're asking for with all your stress, with all your anxiety, always. And so we're, we're driving and Kelby's awake and she's just on her phone, um, hanging out as I drive. And we start approaching this, this, uh, traffic light. And as we get closer to this traffic light, um, I see a figure, a white male, um, Definitely looks like a crackhead, Um, and I'm seeing this because I'm always analyzing people, and I see him kind of maybe 60, 50 yards away, and he's starting to approach. And as we get closer to this light, it turns yellow, and then it turns red. Here up in the Northwest, we don't see this kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm aware. And so as we approach, we're the only car on US 1 in Cocoa Beach at this time, at Cocoa. And I start seeing him approach, and he times the light perfectly. And as he approaches, the light turns red, and we start to slow down, right? So at this point, he's maybe 15 yards, 20 yards away, and he starts to approach, and he kind of starts waving his hands. He has no shirt on. He has a wife beater hanging off of his shorts, and he starts kind of waving his hands. And obviously, I'm looking for guns, knives, bats, anything, and I don't see anything, but obviously they're not going to broadcast that. He could have had a gun in his back pot or in his, in the back waistline or a knife or whatever. And so the doors are locked obviously, but he starts approaching. And once he gets to about 15, 10 yards, I understand that he's not slowing down. He's coming to rob us. He's coming to kill us. He's coming to do something right. And he starts approaching. And as soon as it turns red and we start to stop, he starts jogging towards us. I'll be damned. If I'm with my wife, my pregnant wife, and this guy comes to rob us, that I don't put him six foot under like that. I'll be damned. But again, I don't have my concealed carry. I know I can handle my own against him, but you never want to mess with a crackhead. You never want to mess with a crackhead. I don't care how big of a badass you are. I don't care if you are SF. I don't care what you are. You don't want to mess with him. If he's a crackhead, he has a gun, he has a knife. He can do what he wants. And so as he approaches, he gets about 10 yards. The light's still red, and I'm in this freaking little Toyota Camry hybrid with a little bit of a supercharger in it, and I floor that son of a gun. I absolutely floor it, blew through this this red light. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I wish he would have stepped in front of my vehicle because I would have just run him over and have no remorse about it. I, I honestly could care less. If you're going to try to endanger my family, endanger my wife, I could care less about me, but I need to make sure she gets out of there. I'll run you over, leave skid marks right on the back of your head. I do not care. Okay? And so this individual, he comes up, we floor it, and Kelby's like, holy crap. I was like, yeah, he was coming to mug us. He timed the light perfectly. He kind of waves us down like he's in distress. He has a has a, some some type of piece in his back waistline, and I wish he would have stepped in front of the car. But I'm glad we made it out with no altercations and nothing happened. So that instance right there, right, will bring it full circle. And so we get back home, and um, we're we're already pre-approved. We're looking at doing this thing. It's in Cocoa, and we're gonna pull the trigger. All you had to do was lay. Maybe maybe 400 square feet maybe i would say maybe 300 square feet of floor, of vinyl plank lay some flooring new paint done make sure you get all the amenities that you need the airbnb and we can list it and um it was so great right and we were at church the next uh that next week and i'm praying about it because i'm very anxious about it is it the first time in a long time i couldn't sleep like hey, we're going to do this. I need to find flights. I need to fly down to Florida. I need to get everything in here and we're going to do this thing. And so we talked to our realtor and we say, hey, we're going to put the offer in. And, um, so we, we put the offer in, we're going to sign the paperwork and send it back. And, uh, it's so funny. I'd been praying about it in church and every night before bed. And, uh, the first thing I said, I was, I was praying in church and I said, Lord, show me a sign um, of what you want me to do. Show me a sign of what we should do in this situation um, along with a bunch of different other things, right? And the first thing that comes to my mind is this, is this gentleman that tried to mug us at this light, right? And I kind of blew it off, right? And then the second time I pray about it, that was the kind of the first thing that came to my mind, and I blew it off because you just think it's natural intuition. You think it's something that just shouldn't be—that should be breezed over, And, um, then we, uh, tell our realtor, we're going to put the, uh, offer in. And the next day, uh, before we go to bed, um, Kelby mentioned, she's like, babe, there's one thing that I was looking at. And I was like, Oh, what is that? And, um, she's like the crime rate, the crime rate in cocoa is pretty high. I was like, well, how high? And we had already talked to the locals and they said, if you're West of US one, you should be pretty decent. You should be in good shape, but anything East of US one, like that's bad. That's inner city, Chicago stuff. Like it's bad. And she said, well, Coco as a whole, not where we were, but Cocoa as a whole, the same town we're in is rated at like an 88 out of hundred in the crime rate. And I was like, Holy crap. And so I didn't want to take that just for that, right? And this is another thing that I that I learned um, before going into a property, like get specific statistics on where your property is at, the address that it's at, and the specific crime rate statistics. And so me, I'm getting ready to take a nap because I'm exhausted and I don't feel good. I think I got COVID when I was in Florida and I'm getting ready to take a nap and I was like, well, I'm just going to do this. And so I'm like, she literally says that, hey, it's an 88, I dialed Coco, uh, Florida's police department, and I'm on the phone. And I get the crime rate analysis or the crime analysis gal. And I said, Hey, here's this uh, here's this property on Highland Street. Um, can you give me a one mile radius um, of the crimes that have happened? She's like, I can do you one better. I'll give you 0.25. So a quarter mile uh, radius and the crimes that have happened in there. And since January 1, of 2022 till august 1 of 2022 there was 23 burglaries there was a murder investigation and given this is right on us-1 and just over is the bad side but this is considered the decent side you're one block away from riverfront and um, with multi-billion-dollar houses, but within that 0.5 and 0.25 area, there was a ton of crime. A ton of crime. And just from my experience with the Bigger Pockets community and all these things, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way." And to this day, now I know every time I prayed, He brought me back to that guy that was trying to possibly kill us or mug us, right? And man, he's laying out everything for us. Everything. It's so crazy to think about. It's so crazy to think about. He's laying out everything for us and we just turn a blind eye. But then he started talking to Kelby and Kelby calls the shots. And she was like, I'm worried about this, but if you think it's okay, go for it. You're the brains behind this. And I decided, no, I decided, no, we, uh, we decided not to return the documents. We didn't, we didn't sign that. Um, but, uh, it was, it was a very gratifying thing because we learned so much, like so much in this whole, in this whole evolution and he laid it all out for us. Every time I would talk about what should we do, he brought that situation back into my mind. So what did I learn during this whole thing? And it's so cool because we had to dive in head first. And if I wouldn't have been so serious about putting this offer and doing these things, and now since we pulled that offer, we already have two other ones that we are this close to offering on so that we can possibly do this in a better location, um, still in that Florida area. But What I've learned and I've had to deep dive and do all these things is number one, do your due diligence, do your research and bigger pockets. Community is the best community in the world. Dude, I've, I've reached out to just on the forums to different real estate agents, to brokers, to insurance brokers, to short-term rental enthusiasts. And I've got all the knowledge that I need. And it's like $300 a year. I Cannot explain how much it's done for me. I I can't. I the, the just the people again. The people, just the network of people, it's brought to me. Amazing man. It's it's so amazing. And so, um, what I learned is do your due diligence, right? Um, Bigger Pockets has a rental calculator and an Airbnb calculator of how much revenue it can bring you in a year or how much cash flow you can get in a month on a long-term rental, and that has helped me a ton. Um. I've also learned to build your team and your friends, right? So we talked to locals and then building your team for Airbnb. Like we put the offer and just didn't sign yet. And we were just this close to doing it because it's been on the market. They were more than likely going to accept the offer and we would be with that Airbnb. And who knows, it could have been fine, but it also could have been a train wreck, right? And so um, I learned all these things. And one of them that, um, a mentor of mine that I really look up to Rob Abasolo from uh, bigger pockets, um, Rob built on uh, YouTube, just talking about building your Avengers, building your team. Right. And again, I'm talking as a newbie. This is just all the stuff that I was jumped into the fire and went full head first and had to get all these attachments and get all these things done and ready to rock and roll because we were there. We were putting it down. We had to get all this stuff ready. But without taking that step, all this stuff I wouldn't have learned because it didn't force me to actually go and do these things. So building your Avengers, right? You need your handyman. You need your lawn care, your pest control. You need all your property management and you need your cleaners. So you need to build this team. And I had already reached out to cleaners, reached out to the insurance side, reached out to contractors, reach out to handyman, reach out to lawn care people. And I'd already started building this process. So now whatever we actually put an offer on in that area, we're set, right? And number two um, is uh, not number two, this is like number five, but um, really do your due diligence on property management. Okay, so the real estate agent that we went through, she had her connections to their property management, and everybody does because everybody has these connections, and you just have to ask. And real estate is so cool because everybody gives you all their connections. And they said, minimum 20%, usually 25% of um, your monthly revenue is what property management costs. Well, then I started reaching out to people, right? And I started reaching out to friends and family here that do Airbnb. Um, and people that own stuff in Florida. And I heard about a company called Evolve. And my buddy Bryce Meredith told me about Evolve. And Evolve is a company that is really taking out the middlemen and doing it at a high level and giving a very good rate to Airbnb owners. And it's 10%. That's half or more than half than any of the other property management. And they're doing everything for you right? And they cut you the check. They list it. They take professional photos. They get all the property management set up. They hire lawn care. They hire handymen. They hire contractors. They do your pictures and they list it. It is well worth it if you're investing in long range or out of state Airbnb stuff. So this stuff, I wouldn't have learned this without taking that step, right? And so um, with any of my properties, I'm going to go with Evolve, no questions asked. If I'm doing Airbnb around where I'm at, which is kind of impossible because nobody wants to come to Dickinson, North Dakota, um, I'm going to manage it myself. But anywhere else, Evolve has done very good. And until I'm proven wrong, um, I will go with them all the time. And so uh, that's something I learned. Um, Another thing I learned is... uh, the closer you obviously get to the ocean, the more the insurance is going to be. And I also learned that insurance brokers or insurance agents are not very fond of short-term rentals because you have to have so much coverage. It's crazy. I got quoted four to five thousand dollars a year on a two-bed, one-bath, and uh, so that's that's something that you have to learn, and you only learn because you jump into it. Um, a lot of this stuff I learned on the bigger pockets forums and reaching out to people. And, uh, it's, it's honestly the best network I've ever been a part of. I've been a part of different strength networks and different real estate and stock investing and day trading and long-term investing bigger pockets does, does it different. I'm not going to keep on uh, ranting on them, but they just do it different and so much better than most people. Another thing I learned, obviously look at the crime rate. Um, yes, that you can get overall crime rates, but call the police department, call the people on the ground. Within five minutes, they sent me an Excel spreadsheet of every single crime broken down by the crime and the numbers, total numbers that happened in a 0.25 and 0.5 mile radius of my property. Reach out. It's just making a call. And I found that through David's green, long, long long-term investing, um, You just have to do it. You just have to make the call. You have to call people and talk to them. And it is very possible to buy real estate, out of state, sight unseen. And just there's so much different technology that is available to us that we can make this work. Um, Man, and I can't explain to you guys how scared I was during this whole process. Like I said, I sleep like a freaking rock. I'm always 100 going 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 doing this doing that and I always tell people like I have a slight form of narcolepsy like I will pass out if I'm not doing anything. And one of my athletes said, "Well, maybe you're just always tired cuz you never stop." Yeah, that's probably that's probably viable. That's that I mean shout out to Shaylee Sheridan for uh for saying that, but I mean it's it's probably true. But during this time I was so scared and so uneasy um because this is the unknown, right? This is uncomfortable. And even if it would have gone through, like I would look back five, 10 years ago, later and I would be happy with my decision, but you're so scared in the moment because it's unknown and it's something that you have to just be uncomfortable with. And I absolutely love that feeling once you're through it. Um, and so on the bigger pockets calculator, um, I'm running all these numbers. I mean, uh, things that I learned, I mean, you, At least want to have a cash on cash return of anywhere between 20 and 100%. And what that means in that given year, in that first year, if you have a 20% cash on cash return, that means that if you put $100,000 into this deal, in the first year, you're going to get $20,000 back on that investment. That is insane. 20% is insane, but people don't realize in the Airbnb game, there are people, not few, not a lot, But there are some people, some of the big rollers that can get 100% cash-on-cash return. Those numbers are astronomical. Astronomical. And I um, have learned so much. And everything is adapting for me. My buy box is adapting. The things I need for the property to work, how much cash flow or how much appreciation on the property, like what's the market like, it's so addicting. It's so addicting. And so... um, I what I look for is no matter what if I'm looking at a property if I'm analyzing a property I want the property to obviously work in the numbers crunched for Airbnb. But if that doesn't work I want to make sure I can still long term rent that property. So is it going to cash flow for me if I rent it out long term? That's something that is a part of the buy box that I have established and you know what I'm going to do, I'm not going to um, give you guys my buy box and all these things that I'm looking for and all this because one reason I'm new and I'm still learning. And, uh, I can set my ego aside and say that because I'm asking everybody, I'm talking to people, I'm establishing what I want, um, in this game. And our, our plan is to have purchased an Airbnb within one to three months. Cause like we said, we, we backed out of this one because it was just, uh, It was a mess um, just due to the crime rate. And so um, I'm going to keep you guys updated. But again, I'm a newbie, and this was a story that really, really resonated with me because, one, God laid out everything for me, and, two, you don't learn nothing unless you take the leap, unless you take the leap. Once you take the leap, you are forced into the uncomfortable unknown, and you have to get your ducks in a row. And that is where I love to live. And so I'm going to keep you guys updated. Like I said, within one to three months, we plan to purchase our first Airbnb. And that is our plan as we go forth. So I hope you guys enjoyed the story. If you guys have any questions, please reach out. I will um, uh, gladly answer any questions. um, And I hope that you guys can take a step to whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's training, real estate, stock investing, whatever it is, being a great father or mother or brother or son, take the leap and learn later. The most successful people in the world don't know everything. They just know how to take the leap and either fail, succeed, and actually adapt. That's how this world run. And it's the people that are willing to risk it to get the biscuit are the ones that are successful. So have a wonderful day. My name is Colby Wartman. This is Next Level Radio. Coda, come here. Let's show Coda. Come here. Come here, honey. Come here. Come on. And this is Coda Wartman out.